on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College, this is the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Gary Anderson. Brought to you by America First Credit Union. Financial solutions for every need. Bryant Heating and Cooling. Whatever it takes. SC Needham Jewelers. Where Utah gets engaged. And by Wingers. They're freaking amazing. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerrard. Hey, welcome on in. It's another edition of the Gary Anderson Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Thanks for making us part of your evening, and we're excited. Again, live here at Wingers in the Cash Valley Mall. you got plenty of time to come down, hang out with us, great uh, dinner specials, and uh, get yourself loaded up and uh, get ready for uh, what should be a fun game coming up this weekend. Utah State coming off a victory over Nevada, 36-10. to And, Coach, you know, I think a lot of people looked at that score and thought, oh, okay, that was a – that was an easy W for Utah State. When in reality, that was uh, that, that was uh, that was that was a tough one. A lot of haymakers thrown in that game. Yeah, it was easy to see the people that you talked to the next day that uh, said, "Well, oh, that was pretty easy." And you know, uh, obviously, they're not real fans because they didn't stay up and watch the game. Yeah. So I agree with you 100 percent on that one. It was it was a battle. Uh, you know, two good teams, and they they did what they did best. They were pretty stout up against the run and. You know, made us throw the ball, and we had some early opportunities. He had some things broken open, didn't do it. The defense played well all night long, and special teams, again, you know, in the three conference games, the special teams has uh, really done something very favorable to swing it in our favor. But, uh, you know, Nevada, Nevada fought, they fought hard all year long and, uh, and battled, and, you know, our kids uh, did a great job and found a way to get the victory. You know, I told Savon after the game that I'm thinking that might be the last kick you get to return this year. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, if, if it's not, I don't know how it's not, unless a windy day and they just yeah. can't get it to him or whatever but uh he's uh and that one just opened up like i mean i would have got it back to at least the 10 yard line easy i guarantee you maybe the 12 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean i mean that was you know every time you have a return like that there's a lot of other things that go into it obviously he's a special player but overall your special teams have been really really good this year they have and it was uh, it was good to see the punting was good and um, obviously, that kickoff return was was fantastic, and you know, Eb keeps doing his deal and with the with the field goals, and so it's uh, that part of the the game has been very good to us. Um, there's a lot of kids competing and a lot of young players playing yeah. in those special team spots that are very prideful in what they're doing, and you know, that it goes back to Coach Collins and the, all the coaches work hard on special teams, but Coach Collins, he's the orchestrator of that whole thing, and uh, he does a really nice job, and it's a uh, half of special teams. I remember when I was special teams coordinator, I always felt the half of the deal was this to make the kids feel important and make special teams important and make it matter. And that obviously comes from all of us coaches, but uh, he does a tremendous job of letting those kids understand how important it is. And then they see that it can change a game. And, yeah. and it has. All three conference games, it's been a huge difference. Um, our special teams don't play really good. We're probably not 3-0 in conference right now. How do you, uh, and I know we're getting in the weeds here a little bit, but how do you determine lineups and, and guys that get a lot of playing time? Do you like to use them on special teams? I mean, how do you balance that in trying to also keep guys healthy that are off or offense or defense of, of contributors? Yeah, well, there, there's three pieces of that, and you mentioned two of them. Obviously, the contributors, the guys that are the you know our starters, and we have a ton of starters that love to be on special teams. Second part of that is the backups. They obviously want to be on special teams so they compete. And then the third part is playing that little of that chess match with the four games that the kids that can redshirt can play. And so all those go in, all those components kind of work off each other within the within the special teams factors. And um, again, we monitor as a staff. We do our best. We're going to put our best kids out there on the field. And you know, we have a lot of uh, starters that 
want to jump in and be on the special teams, but you know, especially in the back end on defense. I mean, DJ's here tonight. DJ would love to be on every special team, and we have to pull him back and say, "Listen, you know, you, you, you're a corner. You're going to yeah. run like crazy. It'd be nice to you know keep you as fresh as we can." So again, it just uh, it's it's a big uh, positive influence on our football team, and kids love to be part of it. Gary Anderson, coaches show here in Wingers. Come on by and uh, and say hi. The offense had some struggles kind of getting going and then really turned it on in the fourth quarter. Uh, that run game really started to uh, get itself going. I went and looked at some numbers. You guys are averaging about 5.8 yards an attempt in the fourth quarter. Is that uh, just teams wearing down and being able to hit big yards and running backs playing better as the game goes on? Oh, I think it's, you know, it's probably a combination of all those things. So, you know, we'd like to think it'd be a little bit of a wear down factor. Um, we kind of pride ourselves in, you know, being in the best shape and all the stuff that comes with it. So that may be part of it. I think the schemes are adjusted as games goes on how people play us and you know they continually focus on adjusting and putting uh, kids in spots where they need to be to hopefully make some plays uh, but it's it's been it's been good it's just it's, it's vital for us now to find consistency on offense in the first and second quarter I mean we really need to get that done to continue on the track that we're on and you got a special player in Joe O'Brien. It's fun to see him break out there in it that is. fourth quarter. It is. It's fun to see him. You know, the games that he's had, and it's just it's awesome to see him get out and go. And uh, he's obviously got very good speed. He's got good vision. Um, he gets that second level. He's very good at you know making that second guy miss in the second level to give him a chance to continue on to the third level. So he's he's had a very good year, and uh, we're going to lean on those backs heavily as we continue to go through. And it just helps the offense. And I thought Jordan really loosened up the run game yeah. when Jordan was able to take off and run three or four times it put those guys on the edges of the defense not so used to just squeezing down on those running backs and not not believing that Jordan would pull the ball and by him pulling the ball a few times it really helped and to do that against a defense you can tell that's their primary focus is to uh, slow down the running game there's no doubt yeah, that, that's been uh, what they've been all year long and they want to be able to stop the run and they've been very good at stopping the run throughout the year so for us to be able to get that going when we needed it in a, in a very tightly contested game at that point makes a couple big plays was good and you know the young offensive line I think continues to to grow and develop, which is good to see those kids moving in that direction, and um, it's it's going to be that way as you go through the year. There's no surprises after Game Six. You go into Game Seven, Eight, Nine, Ten, Eleven, Twelve, and then we'll see what happens from there. But it, there's not a bunch of surprises. You are who you are. The teams know who you are. The Falcons know who we are this week, and we have to be able to make sure that we can, uh, you know, take care of our business against a team that uh, uh, we'll talk about that later. I'm sure exactly how their game plan is. But if they play with their game plan and the way we've played the last couple of weeks, it'll be it'll be a struggle. So uh, Ron McBride comes on my show every Friday down in uh, Salt Lake City, and he, and he told this story, and, and sometimes Mac tells stories that I don't know how much truth there are to them, but, uh, but there's always an element of truth there. Yeah. Uh, he said back in the day, in the old WAC days, that he would, uh, more often than not, he'd give a scholarship to whatever quarterback was coming out of Skyline, if for no other reason to help the team game prep for Air Force every year because <laughs> they kind of ran the similar offense. And he goes, I wanted those Skyline guys in my system so that they could run scout team against my defense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that's uh, – I don't know if the scholarship yeah, thing is true. <laughs> but there's a bunch of those guys that were really good quarterbacks that played other positions at Utah that did some good things at Skyline High School and some of those option quarterbacks that rolled through. Um, 
but it, it is important to have a, a good scout team and our two young men did a great job this week and you know Cooper hopped in there and, and did a very good job and and he was uh, you know worked worked through that and uh, you know both both those young kids are they're working hard to be out this hey learn the option yeah. in three days right but we have like I said we we worked on it in spring we worked on it in fall camp and a little bit on our bye week so uh, that whole scout team this week is the, the when we go scout team player of the week regardless of what happens in this football game the scout team player of the week on the uh, for our offensive side of the football is going to be that whole scout team they were fantastic because it's impossible to replicate i it mean in, in their speed and the way they do it but the better they can get at it the better they're going to make your team exactly and it's uh, we tried to you know we've got linebackers playing left tackle <laughs> yeah uh, just to, because they are athletic on the offensive front and they, they can you know we're, they're obviously much bigger than our linebackers those young linebackers are playing but we want to get that speed and get them moving down the field so we can get used to kind of what uh, what they're doing and um but it's hard it's hard to to uh duplicate exactly obviously the speed you cannot but the plays that they run and then the key thing is is to try to find a scheme that represents what you're going to do on that side of the ball it helps uh, because there's so many different ways to play them and quite frankly the last three or four weeks it's just it's it, it's been you know every time they get the ball they're moving down the field scoring and so yeah. it's, it's hard to look at those schemes and say hey that's what you want to do you know, and they don't throw it a lot, but when they do, it's a, it's a big pass over the top. It is, and it's you know, it's it's, it's deception through. Uh, it's it's option football. They're going to gain a guy to that side of the ball every time they bring a guy over, and you've got to rotate somebody with them. And when you rotate somebody with them, you've got somebody in covers is compromised through I'm covering that guy, and he's also blocking me. Yeah. And there's no other way around that than to say we'll try to rotate a guy late to get back on the backside to help him, but it's very difficult. And uh, you know, they're very well schooled in it, so it's it. So we put it just makes me laugh when people say well they, they got three plays they got the fullback they got the pitch player and the quarterback and then they throw it every once in a while and I was like, you couldn't be farther from the truth there's <laughs> it's a big playbook trust me you know one thing too that kind of jumped out at me and I, i've noticed this over the last several years air, air, uh, new mexico's gotten away from uh, kind of their running game that they had a couple of years ago but but when you're up against a team like that and they've got air force always has big strong wide receivers they don't catch the ball a lot but they're great blockers uh, how hard is it for corners and safeties to shed some of those blocks? Because they have to have an active role in containing the run as well. well. They absolutely do. And then, and again, they're compromised through defeating a block and going through the man while he believes he's going to block him, but then he might juke yeah. him and then run a route. And so it becomes very, very complex on how you uh, uh, deal with these guys. And now this year, I would say this, they have very good wide receivers. Um, you know, the, and they're, they're really playing with a wide receiver and a tight end. And they've done that for the last couple of years as I go back and study the film. And obviously, I haven't studied Air Force film for a number of years. But uh, it does definitely they have a tight end, a wide receiver. And then the wings are really fast. Yeah. And that is, um, you know, not usual. They're usually good athletes and fairly fast. But these kids are, like, really, really fast and uh, very good players. So it's a well-rounded offense. And, you know, they've played three quarterbacks now. Which quarterback we see, we'll see as we go through it. But obviously they're all very capable and two big, strong physical fullbacks. So this is the – in my opinion, this to go way back in the days, this is, uh, you know, if not the best – 
surely one of the best uh, offenses I've seen from a personnel standpoint at Air Force. You know, you look at your next conference opponents, you got Air Force at 5-2, and two, Fresno State, who may not be having the season they wanted, but they're going to be difficult, especially on the road. Wyoming's playing extremely well at this point. Boise State is doing what Boise State usually does. Um, this is kind of the gauntlet of the schedule coming it up. It is. Here. It is. And, you know, there's there's a lot of teams that are still in it, still battling and fighting. And, you know, that's exactly what these kids have done. And they fight every day to be in that position. And they know that they've, you know, the great thing is, is you're playing college football. We're, you know, halfway through the season here. And these kids are competing in a big game. And that's why we do what we do, right? We yeah. want to be able to get into these positions to be able to play meaningful games and big games when they come up. And uh, that's exactly what they've got themselves into. And uh, so they're, they're, I know they're excited about it, and I'm sure Air Force is too. And um, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll, be a, it'll be a great battle. And there's some, you know, from a strategy standpoint, it's just imperative that we do our part to play team football in all three phases. The last couple of years, the time of possession has been just crazy on yeah. the side of Air Force 43 minutes a year ago and 38 minutes two years ago and that's how it's been all year long if it's these teams that they played in the Mountain West they just never get the football Fresno State ran like 45 plays on offense yeah. the whole football game it's it's going to be very very hard to uh, to beat a really talented Air Force team I was uh, I was t- chatting with Coach Sanford earlier today and he was talking about watching cut-ups yeah. and, and he said he got 12 minutes left in the fourth and because he's he's getting ready looking at the defense 12 minutes left in the fourth and then the game stops no doubt because it's got the ball and they never got it back. Yep. They just grind you out and snap it with one second left and get three, four yards in a cloud of dust and we'll move on to the next play. All right, we're just getting started. It's the Coach Anderson uh, Coaches Show as we're live here at Wingers. We want you to come by. Uh, coming up a little bit later on, you had a chance to uh, catch up with some of the players as well as ask Coach a question as well. It's all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. And remember, next week, Coach's Show will be on Wednesday, October 30th at 5 o'clock. Following the Coach's Show, please join us for the men's basketball exhibition game as they take on the College of Idaho at 7 o'clock at the Spectrum. This is Aggie Football from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. It's the Gary Anderson Coaches Show as we're live here at Wingers. Come on down, hang out with us again. Next week's show will be on Wednesday, October 30th, day before Halloween, and it'll be an early start at 5 o'clock because coming up at uh, 6.30, we'll kick off the pregame show for their first exhibition game uh, for basketball as uh, Utah State will take on the College of Idaho, 7 o'clock in the spectrum, and pregame show will begin at 6.30. This is always the fun time of year. We've got to overlap everything. Yes, it is. It is. This is uh, this is November is always crazy. All right. So uh, when you look at a team like Air Force, we talk about their offense and how deliberate they are offensively. Uh, defensively, they got some horses on that defense too. They do. They got some big kids in the middle, and uh, the defensive line is. Uh, they're they're definitely. They've gotten bigger over the last ten years, and it's uh, offensive line, defensive line, um, taller kids, longer kids. They weigh more. Um, so it's uh, definitely helped them to continue to progress. And I think all three of the you know, the military schools have really done that. They've gotten yeah. uh, bigger and, and stronger and all that stuff that comes with it. So you got your hands full there. Um, it, you know, it's just that defensively they they do a nice job of mixing it up. They're in the odd front. They'll play some man coverage. They'll pressure you a little bit as they go through time. They'll drop off and play coverage. And, you know, they're smart kids, obviously, that can handle a number of different zone coverages as needed. So they're, uh, you know, they, they, 
they, they cause you those issues and those problems. The key is it's just you, know, you just got to get first downs. You just yeah. got to keep the chains moving. You got to keep uh, keep moving down the field and keep, take care of your business. And when you get into the red zone, you got to score touchdowns. But this is a, it's a it's a very good defense. It's not a weakness on this team. And you know uh, I've known Cal- Coach Calhoun for a long time, and you could just tell even when he was at media days, he felt like this was going to be a a pretty good football team. And sat down and ate lunch uh, the morning of the. Uh, of the media days and talking to him a bit, he felt like this was going to be a, a really good team for him. And so far, it has been. You know, it seems like Air Force—they're either, you know, four and eight or nine and three, ten and two. I mean, it's—it's it's once they get and, and a lot of it's experience base. You know, I mean, you throw freshmen and sophomores into the mix, and and they're—it's tough to play well. And if they have injuries, it's tough to play well. But if they stay healthy and they're experienced, they're always—they're always a problem there's no doubt and it, it's been that way you know i think some of these kids think i'm a little more edgy this week because of uh it's air force and they're like yeah. Coach, what, uh, they don't understand my timing with air force how many times i've played these guys back in the day and um you know great respect for them, but you have to be able to prepare different and when you prepare different which these kids have done a great job with then you get to that game and you have to understand there there's a plan that they are going to try to execute and they're going to try to out tough you and that's not going to change they're gonna there's an ability on defense sometimes when you play within the tackle box in this game to say it's dive 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 and get bored with the process right yeah. and lose yeah. your technique and your fundamentals and they'll take advantage of it right now and they they prey on they on those situations they just they're waiting for you to make a mistake so it's a it's an on-edge week um, like they all are but even more so just because you get this scheme for you know four or five days plus the time that you can put in a little bit in spring like we talked about but uh, it, it's so important that you play 11-man defense and you play complementary offense and complementary special teams if you're going to beat these guys when they're a good football team and that's what they are this year you uh i i I'm, I'm trying to think here. I, I don't think – you didn't play Air Force when you were at Utah State the first time. No. So we got to go all the way back to 2008 probably. It was the last time that you coached in a game against Air Force. Yeah, yeah it seems like yesterday, but it yeah. seems like a million years ago. But it was those were always those battles. I remember the you know, the one where we lost at the very last play of the game and uh, you know, quarterback ran out of bounds and Matt going crazy in the locker room yelling at what he should have. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a while since we've been in those games and – um, but they're they're always battles. It's a fun place for the kids to go play yeah. too. I make sure I pass that along to them. It's a great place to go play, and you know there's much respect on uh, on both sides as far as from us, and I'm sure from them. And uh, it'll be it'll be a great opportunity. But have they have they evolved much since then? Well, I just think they evolved who they are for that year. You know, they've uh, this year they can really throw it. And they've got okay. a quarterback that can throw the ball very well, and they have a wide receiver that's been there for a number of years, tight end that's been there for a number of years. And you know, I just as they go through time, they they evolve. But I would say this is the the best as far as myself preparing a team to get ready to play Air Force, by far the best throwing team that I've seen. Um, And, you know, probably the best uh, functioning group of 11, 12, 13, 14 guys that they play with on the offense. But they have done some more things. They play with tight and down formations and not the technical within football, but they have definitely evolved uh, their offense over the last, since I've played them. It's hard to believe that Troy Calhoun's been there as long as he has. you got to go yeah, back. I saw that. Because he took over for Fisher, Yeah, right? I, I saw it. That, that, that amazes me. 13, 14 years yeah. he's been there. It's a long time. It really is. And, uh, and and certainly has done a tremendous job at Air Force. But, you know, you look – and we talked a little bit about the conference. Overall, um, this is probably about as good as, of a division as, as we've seen in Utah State's tenure in the Mountain West with, you know, Wyoming and Boise and yourself and Air Force. I mean, this, this division is just loaded. Coach. It is. It is. It's, uh, it's a battle. And we, we knew going in, 
we figured it would be a battle, but I don't know if we yep. thought halfway through it would be this tight where yeah. there's so many teams that are still swinging. And, you know, it's not quite that way on the other side now, right? San Diego State's got the upper hand, and we'll see where it goes with that. But, uh, you know, it'll, it'll, uh, that, that side really doesn't matter to us. No. <laughs> we don't get those guys. That we're Hopefully done, we're done with year. those guys yeah. on the other side, so we'll see what we got to take care of our business on our own side. Uh, when you look at uh, – overall preparation you and i talked a little bit earlier in the week about red zone i know that's a that's a real point of emphasis for you you want to find a way to get better and it's very difficult to do though when that field shortens up and kind of the offensive system that, that's employed there it, it, it's really tough to get points but i know that's a point of emphasis for years it is and you know i think when you get a, an offense that's firing all cylinders you you know you can rely on the spread and the goal is always to hey let's run eight plays nine plays ten plays get them tired and get them in the red zone and they're so tired they can't play anymore and go score a touchdown it doesn't matter what you call that works out that's awesome when that happens yeah. but the the matter of the fact is is that teams are playing different now they're getting lined up better in better positions and better spots and all of a sudden you know you get down the red zone in a spread offense i mean look at this game that's on right now i mean smu's been down there a couple three times and it's seven to seven to six right now um so you you need to be able to have physicality to be able to run the football and as we continue to grow and develop it's a young offensive line they're growing developing they're getting better at running the football i expect them to continue to get better but you want that physical presence to be in the red zone when you get down there to say, hey, you know what? Watch out, buddy. You're going to play those soft zone coverages. Yeah. We're going to hand the ball off and pound you in the red zone. And then you can develop a real mentality in the red zone where defenses are going to say, well, we can't. You know, we can't sit there and say, okay, we're just going to play zone coverages. Much like we did at Wake Forest, right? Yeah. Wake Forest at the end of that game with that ground and pound and that zone play and all the stuff they had and the physicality in that back the way he ran, it was very difficult to sit back there and say, okay, we're going to play a soft zone coverage here in the red zone um, when we had to have it at the end of the game and you're playing man-to-man coverage out there which is always very difficult for those kids to sit out there and play zero coverage even in the red zone so it's a cat and mouse game but uh, physical presence is something that really helps your red zone production when you get that um i i had a few people ask me about jordan love and i know we talked a little bit about this last week but uh i think when you talk about the overall offense and jordan love's numbers aren't certainly what they were last year but it's team game, you know. There, there, there's been some drops, maybe some coverage things from time to time. Um, but overall, I think uh, this whole offense are, are probably looking at themselves and saying, okay, what can we do to get better here? Yeah, there's no doubt. And uh, I think they're excited about the opportunity to continue to get better. And they're focusing on it. They're working. They're grinding. Um, you know, they, they want to get into a position, you know, to, to go out there and, and uh, score a bunch of points and get where they need to be. And it's like we talked about in our team meeting on Monday, and I mentioned this in the press conferences, this is a team sport. You know, we've, we've, we've done enough on offense, okay, to we be 3-0. and We've done enough on special teams to be 3-0 and in the league, and we've done enough on defense. Now, there's going to be a time. It may be Saturday. The yeah. offense might have to score 50. They might. They might have to score 55 to be able to give us an opportunity to be able to win. If that's what it takes, then let's go get it done. If, it, you know, maybe the defense has to hold them to 21 points but whatever that may be those teams that get to this point in the year to where they are and they have a chance to be special there's going to be special teams that are going to win a game for them there's going to be offense there's going to be defense it might be defense two weeks in a row and it might be offense for seven weeks in a row who knows but you just keep on battling you keep on fighting working to get better each game has its own personality it has its own demeanor and this team i know this regardless of the fact that they're going to battle their tails off and they're going to prepare every single week um, against some very good football teams and and they love the fight 
fight. They got a lot of dog in them, this crew, and you know, they're excited to you know, get on the airplane and, and uh, go play against a very good football team. But the offense will we'll continue to battle through it, and um, I, I expect them to, to get better. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of fighting that dog of that defense, though. So that was fun to watch. You guys threw a bunch of different looks at a quarterback. Uh, you, you confused that offense. There were all kinds of different, um, you know, blitzes. I, I, you know, sometimes you'd bring two, and then another guy would come late. I mean, there was it was really fun to see the creative game calling by Justin N in that game. Yeah, I thought Justin and, and the whole crew on the whole defensive crew did a great job, and they've really just kind of, you know, you go through the first year and you get to know who those the kids are, and, and you know how they are on game day. And where they're going to be. These kids can handle a lot mentally, yeah. especially the defensive backs and the linebackers. I mean, they're so good at just taking information and, and absorbing it early in the week and dissecting it and, and go through it, and then they can apply it very quickly, and so you can have a fairly large package, and, and, and they did that in that last game. It was it was fun to see, and we've actually even tweaked our practices a little bit now, something I've never done before, and this team is awesome practicing the way that they practice, but we go a little bit more on Monday and a little bit less on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because this team wants that information on Monday and they're they're begging for that information on Monday and it's again that's a credit to those kids coming in and I think the presentation of the coaches um, on offense defense and special teams it gets those kids excited for the next game regardless of the outcome of the last one so um, but I, yeah again I, I agree with you I thought Justin and the, the coaches did a great job at the bottom line the kids were fantastic because they uh, they played hard tackled ran well communicated pre-snap awareness was very good it's the Gary Anderson Coaches Show. We're live here at Wingers. Coming up next, it's your chance to ask questions. You want to uh, ask Coach a question, uh, feel free to do so. We'll uh, have the wireless mic, and uh, we'll hear from you coming up next. And then we'll uh, catch up with the players coming up in our final segment. We're live here at Wingers in the Cash Valley Mall. It's the Gary Anderson Coaches Show on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. <laughs> Well, come on back. It's a Gary Anderson Coaches Show. We're live here at Wingers. It's part of the show where you get to ask questions. You got uh, something you want to ask Coach, feel free to do so. I usually don't ask about injuries, but if you want to ask, then Coach can tell you no comment, and it'll work out great. So uh, feel free to come on down here, raise your hand. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Ajay's got the wireless mic. Just get his attention, and uh, off we go. Uh, Coach, when you – and, again, I know we ask you this a lot, but three, at least that we know of right now, if you include BYU next week, three straight eight o'clock or later kickoffs. It's kind of a pain in the butt. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, let's not you said it. There. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, I guess the one thing that you're when you when you get into this league, the way it's positioned right now, and the way that the the, the contracts are, I suppose, is. Um, you know, when you have a team that uh, has a chance to be a pretty good team, you're going to play late. Boise's yeah. used to that, right? I mean, yeah. they, they, they kick and scream about it every single year, and they play a lot of late games, and I guess that's where people position it to think that's the best place for them. So I, 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 you know, I'm sure the contracts tie into that. But if to me, if it's a perfect world, kick a game off that matters in this conference at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I, I would love to see that on ESPN and ESPN2 or whatever it could possibly be on and, you know, who cares where it's at? But let's get let's get it on there where people can see us on a on a national stage where you know three quarters of America is not asleep. That'd be nice. 
You are on ESPN too. Does that matter in recruiting when yeah. you get on ESPNs? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's big for, and it's great for our kids, right? Because people yeah. can see them and uh, their families can see them wherever they're at. Everybody's got ESPN too, or for the most part, everybody has ESPN too. So I don't think very many of your people have the rabbit ears anymore. No, no, two, four, and five. Back in the day, yeah, yeah. I remember, remember when Channel Thirteen came out. It was oh like, yeah, yes, we got four channels. We can watch The Simpsons now. <laughs> That's crazy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So those days are gone. You know, and the, and then the the other element to this too is. Uh, I think, and I've, I've checked the forecast a lot, but finally I think you've got a, a game where it'll probably be cold, but it looks like the weather is going to be fine. Yeah, it'll be it's supposed to be like five, five, 60 degrees during the day or whatever, and then we'll come back out. It'll be, I don't know, 40, 35, whatever. Yeah. Maybe that doesn't matter. It'll be great weather, and that'll be, uh, that'll be good for us. Um, and um, I'm sure that's the way that Air Force would prefer it too, as much as they toss that ball around and spin it around like they do with the, with the option. When you, uh, you know, obviously the landscape of recruiting the way that it is, um, how, how, is, how is the Utah State brand being received now as maybe opposed to your first couple of years at Utah State? Oh, much different. You know, uh, the league has helped. Uh, I think the, the amount of kids that have, have had a high level of success on the field and off the field has, has really helped. Uh, TV, the way it is now, has, yeah. has helped. Um, uh, you know, facilities, all the things that come with it. But the biggest thing, regardless of what it comes back to in the recruiting, is the most important thing is the kids in the program, that they're the ones that make the biggest difference when the young men come up. And, you know, we can, as a recruiter, you can either talk truthful or you could tell any story you want, right, until they come up and then the kids are in the program are the ones that are yeah. going to tell them what's real and what's happening. And I think there's a, you know, there's a good vibe here of kids understand that they if they're here and they've been here for a period of time they understand cash valley special they understand utah state special they understand being an aggie means something that lasts for the rest of your life and it matters to them and and then they also know that you know we're going to do our best and we've done everything we can since january to make sure that hey we're going to take care of you we're going to push you um but i think that that helps the brand continually grow but uh you know the mountain west and um, overall utah state and just drive around this town i mean how can you not say it's drastically different than it was you know 10 years ago it's it's really not even the same scenario it's a it's a completely different ball game it's gary anderson coaches show right here on the aggie sports network from learfield img college as we get ready for utah state and air force one of the fun things about going to air force i mean the the pageantry of that game is really fun, and I got it. And, and and I hope the players understand just kind of. Well, they never get to see it. Play. I know, so but, never, but you look up and you see it. all the cadets in the yeah, in yeah. the stands they see and that. stuff like yeah. that, and and the flyovers. Yeah, they, it is a yeah. cool place to it watch is. a game. It is, and the, the kids never get to see the flyovers, right? They can hear them. Oh, that's true. They, you guys are in the through, locker room for those. They that's go right. through the locker room. Yeah, I remember I was uh, one of my first years as an assistant, long, long, long time ago. I went to Air Force the first time, and I heard them, and everybody said it was pretty cool. And my and my, in fact, my nephew was or my cousins were at the game and so i said next time i'm sneaking out so next time i did i snuck out of the locker room to go see it it's pretty cool to see those planes fly over and do that and you know the kids unfortunately don't get to see that but i guess they'll share it on twitter and they'll they'll uh, maybe get to see it when the game's over with got a question here on the far side go ahead sir coach how you doing good how are you babe doing well so i was watching a game on a game on tv one day and i heard the announcer say that the offensive coordinators came in and didn't try to teach something new, but they tried to take in the old terminology, the terminology that the players had, and I think the playbook as well. If that, if there is truth to that, 
How hard of a transition was that for your coaching staff? Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about the transition to that and where they are right now? Yeah, that's exactly what we did do. Um, and we've done that in the past. I think that it's – I don't think – with this offense, I don't think that is a difficult transition at all. Um, there's some challenges, obviously, going through, you know, uh, trying to keep it as, as clean and, and relevant to what it's been in the past but have some possibilities, some tweaks to try to stay ahead. Uh, we're getting defended much different than we did a year ago. Um, and that, in turn – forces you to do a few things different and have some tweaks within the system but uh, for the most part our coaches picked it up and like I always say I would a lot rather have coaches learn a playbook and learn terminology and learn the language that the kids speak than the kids learn the language that the coaches speak and that's we've always tried to you know pride ourselves on that when we get to a place where there is a transition like that and there's going to be times when you know you're going to have a new coordinator and a new coordinator is going to come in with his system um you know in our time here it's not there's a really good chance that at some point there's going to be a new coordinator and when you have you know young coaches that are moving along their way and doing what they're doing the we'll we'll take the same approach with a new coach comes in here he's going to need to make sure that he takes on the burden of learning the system a little bit and put his own stamp on it yes but not completely flip up flip flop and change it on offense defense or special teams well and it's also too and and by the way thanks for the question it's a really good one in fact you can probably just sit over here and take over this gift (laughs) you knocked that one out of the park but uh but you know i i always think it's interesting you know you and i talked a little bit about that when you got the job about you know how do you handle something like that and and your best thing is i want to do what's best for the kids i don't want to make them feel as comfortable as possible and and i think you went out of your way to make that happen we did on offense now defense it was much different it was uh, there was quite a big change on the defensive side of the ball but a lot of that had to do with the fact that again it's personnel driven and we had a lot of defensive linemen coming back experienced guys that have played a number of reps for many many years and you know you don't want four of those guys over there sitting on the sidelines um, when they can go to a four down front and get another one of those guys on there and I think that's really helped us Um, and then the experience of our DBs you know the we got two new safeties back there this year but we had experiences within the corner that allowed us to be able to be a little bit, uh, you know, the, the DJ different weeks is going to play nickel. Then Grayson's going to come in and play nickel. Then he'll move outside and he'll move around because, again, those kids can handle, uh, I think, the way that the, the terminology is just not too much for them. Um, and, and, and I think it's been really fun to see these guys really stand up. A lot of times, you know, you mentioned these kids wanting more knowledge and ready, wanting to learn more on Monday, and you kind of catered towards that. Sometimes I think, you know, we, we forget how smart these kids are. It, you know, you have to be a smart – obviously talent's the most important thing, but you also have to be smart, and you got a smart bunch of kids there. Yeah, we do. And it's something that we really pride ourselves in in, in January. And this next season in January, we're, you know, my, my, my goal is to always try to stay six months ahead. You know, when you're yeah. – when we're in this, the head coach, it's important, and I stay six months ahead. And you know, Zach and I work hard to be able to put him in that spot. But we call it football school, and um, it's amazing what kids really don't know, especially young kids, and help them continue to grow and develop to get smarter. Little things within the game, and then the big things within the game, and then you move yourself to obviously your scheme on offense and defense. But this is a crew that has really gotten excited about wanting to know more about it, and we talk about pre-snap awareness and gaining an advantage. Um, in different ways and, and especially you know I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more on the def- a lot more on the defensive side and I've kind of walked away from that now and I'm, I'm working myself into being a head coach again because that's where I need to be um, but as I engage more with the offense and the defense and special teams in a whole especially these last you know couple three weeks uh, you, you do see the kids that want to know and you see the young kids that need to know and they need to continue to develop and this will be this game is really interesting for 
a freshman to play yeah. in. And we yeah. have a bunch of freshmen that are going to play in this game, and they don't get it. And we have some junior college kids that are going to play, right? Um, you know, that they're going to get it real fast in this game and understand what this game is about. And when I tell them, this is the fight that you're walking yourself into, and it is a different fight just because it is Air Force, yes, but it's they have their plan, and it won't change because they're going to look at you and say, you can't handle it, buddy. And we got to look at them and say, yes, we can. So uh, that's, that's half the exciting part of playing the Air Force Academy is that you're going to know when you walk out of there if you're tough, and if you're not, you're going to be exposed. Now, one more question. Go ahead there on the far side. Hey, Coach, you've been around, Coach, a year or two, you've been around doing it. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I feel, it makes me feel younger. <laughs> I'm your age, so. Uh, 42, not bad. <laughs> we've had some special teams here the last few years, the special, the special teams portion, the, re, the returners, the kickers, or so on. Really good. Obviously, you're seeing that firsthand this year. Where does that rank? among what you've coached over the years, what you've seen, what you've got. Yeah, well, Savon, I got asked that question a couple days. Was just a couple days ago, whenever it was. But uh, Savon and Steve Smith remind me of each other. Um, hmm. Steve Smith, was, now Savon's a kickoff returner. Steve Smith was more of a punt returner. But I, I'll never forget, Steve was a JC guy, came in and played, and you know uh, was a great player at the University of Utah, a fantastic player, and obviously a great wide receiver, and played forever in the NFL. But um, I just remember the first couple of games, him catching the punt, and I was like, that dude's different when he catches punts, and that's how Savon is. He's different. He's different in that setting. Um, you know, Everly's done a great job, and I, I always want to talk about him. It's all three of those kids, snapper, holder, kicker, snapper, holder, kicker, snapper, holder, kicker. It's, it's, they do a great job of, of working as a team and as a unit, and, you know, we've got two young punters back there, and all they've done is kind of step in there and produce when we needed them at the, at the most important times. And um, so the, the special teams as a whole is something that we spend – uh, a ton of time on. Um, I had one of our young coaches ask us today, Coach, do we spend more time on special teams than other places that uh, you've been the coach? And um, it's close, but it's a little bit more uh, because I think our kids really understand that it, it can change the game. And there's not many special teams coordinators in America, honestly, quite honestly, there's really not that when I walk by his office in the morning and at night and after practice that there's kids, there's young kids coming in basically fighting in the door to want to get information to get onto special teams. And, again, that's a credit to all the coaches and Coach Collins who runs them. Well, that, uh, coming up next, we're going to chat with some players, get their perspective on uh, this game coming up, and uh, look back to last week as well. But, Coach, good luck on Saturday. Look forward to catching up with you again. Appreciate you. There okay. you go. Go Aggies. Gary Anderson right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. Final segment of the show. You're listening to the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Time for our player profile, getting a chance to catch up with a couple of the uh, tremendous student-athletes on this Utah State football team. Mikali Ifua, kind enough to join us, as well as DJ Williams. Always got to go to the offensive line first, though. How are you, sir? Man, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well. How much, uh, how much fun are you having this season? Uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of new experiences with a lot of young guys, and I'm really enjoying it. How's, uh, how's the transition with Coach Woods? Uh, it, it's great. Coach Woods, he's, he's a really good coach. He knows what he's talking about. And he, he's brought a different physicality to the, uh, to the O-line room this year, and I really enjoy it. You know, there was a lot of conversation about how this offensive line is so new and, and, and you lost so many guys off of last year's team, and, and should, should they bring in a bunch of JCs and, the, and uh, 
Coach Anderson, after evaluating, said, no, I like the guys we have. Let's grow and let's develop them. That was a big sign of confidence uh, for this group. Absolutely, and uh, and everybody felt it too. Uh, all the young guys were only new after the first game, uh, up until the first game, and everybody knew that. And uh, the confidence they gave us by not recruiting anybody else uh, helped us believe that they trust us to to be able to lead this team. So let's uh, let's shift to the uh, defensive side. DJ Williams, kind enough to join us. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, by the way, and it's funny because a lot of people always come up and like, do you talk last chance you with uh, DJ very often? And I'm like. Frankly, I didn't even know about it until a couple of months ago. How many? I'm, does it come up a lot? Do people ask you about it? Uh, yeah, when I first got here, a lot of people asked me about it, and they asked me, was it me? I'm like, yeah, it, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that coach all for show, or is, that, uh, is there a different guy than what we saw on that, on that, on that show? Uh, I, I, they definitely portray him as worse than what he is because he, he's a great guy. He cares yeah. for us. I mean, he still stays in contact with me. He was actually watching the game. Oh, yeah, yeah I saw I those him. tweets. Yeah, he was tweeting about it. He was watching the game. You know, he still calls me. He, he's a great guy off the field. That's for sure. Well, let's talk about uh, how you, how the season's gone for you. Uh, defensively, you guys played lights out against Nevada. What was the key to having as much success as you guys had against that team? Uh, well, we always talk about doing our 111, and I feel like everybody did their job. You know, the defensive line did their jobs, linebackers and defensive back, and we all just did our 111, and it came together, and it worked out great. You know, there's been a couple times this year where teams on their opening drive march down the field and maybe get a score, touchdown, field goal. Nevada did that as well. And then you guys lock it in. What kind of in-game adjustments? Were there in-game adjustments made, or did you guys just kind of settle in and and get into the feel of the game? Uh, No, I wouldn't say it was in-game adjustments. I just feel like, you know, we just came together and was just like, let's go. Let's let's finish this. You know, you got to have short memory on defense, especially at defensive back. You know, you just got to let the last play stay the last play and move on to the next. And I feel like that's what we've been doing a good job at. How much are you enjoying your experience at Utah State? Oh, I love it here. I wish I had more years here. <laughs> I think everybody wishes you had more years here. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had more. Uh, what, was, uh, what was the process like that brought you here to Logan? Uh, well, I was at a junior college in Kansas, like you said, and uh, I really wasn't getting many offers until after I got the Utah State offer. So I was like, I mean, all y'all people are offering me now, but yeah. why y'all didn't offer me then? So I just stick to, you know, the, the first school that offered me, which was Utah State. And, you know, it's, it's been great since I got here. I got here, got to play early. You know, I had a great season last year. That was fun. And trying to piggyback off that this year and have an even better season. Mick, let's talk about your, your path. What brought you here to Utah State? Uh, a long time ago, my brother was here. He was already here. And uh, I came up here for a camp. And I guess the coaches saw something in me. And uh, they gave me this opportunity. And I'm forever grateful. You know, and, and, and being able to play where your brother played and had a lot of success, what does that mean for you? Uh, it, it means a lot, man, because he already established our name here as far as my family goes, and it just gives me the opportunity to establish myself uh, and, as well as uh, push that name forward and keep giving a good name. You got any more brothers coming down the pipeline? Or? Uh, no brothers, <laughs> maybe some kids soon, huh? <laughs> we got to wait a while on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, the thing is with this offense, you guys play at such a pace People forget about how hard that is as an offensive lineman. But, but you guys are, I, I can't imagine after a few years, you're, you're kind of used to it. Uh, honestly, I think uh, nobody ever gets used to the pace, even us, man. But, yeah. but seeing other people tire out really helps us push past that. So in the fourth quarter of a game, do you see defenses really wear down? Um, absolutely. Every time. Everybody's already tired. We make sure that we don't sub so they can't get their subs, and, it's, and, and it really does damage. So I want to go back to you, DJ. When you play, and I'm sure Coach, well, you played against Air Force. You know how difficult it is to play against a team like this. You see how serious the coaches take it. What is it about Air Force that presents so many problems for defenses around the league? 
Uh, I mean, where they're, they're just real tough, man. I mean, I feel like they're probably one of the toughest teams we'll play, you know, physically and mentally, honestly. So, I mean, that's just the biggest difference between them and the other teams we play. They're real strong uh, mentally and physically. Because there's a lot of times where, you know, it's run, 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 and then all of a sudden there's a wide receiver running behind you. How? I mean, you've got to keep your focus for a full 60 minutes on this team. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, uh, I'm not really playing corner this week, but I mean, yeah. I know at, at the corner spot you really can't fall asleep, you know, at the Air Force week because, like you said, they can come out of nowhere and just pass the ball. So you just got to stay awake at all times. And and from your perspective, Mick, I know they're not maybe the biggest defensive line you're going to face, but they're certainly active and they're tough sons of guns too. Oh, definitely. These guys are really good. Uh, like Coach Anderson said, they got a lot more length on the edges this year, but they do have some big bodies on the inside. So we're just going to have to focus on uh, giving Jordan an opportunity to throw that ball because when he has that opportunity to throw that time to see the field, he's unstoppable, man. Uh, DJ, what's your uh, what's your plans when you uh, finally hang up the cleats, whenever that might be? Um, hopefully, it's not for a while for you. Yeah. But uh, when you hang them up, what, what what are you hoping? What are you studying? What do you want to do? Uh, well, I major in sociology, but honestly, I I want to be a college coach. I see how nice. much fun our coaches have with it. I'm sure there's some more, you know, that we don't see that's probably not that much fun. But I love the game, and I just want to be around it. So I want to be a coach one day. Mick, how about you? I feel the exact, exact same way. I'm uh, studying exercise science right now, but I want to be a coach too. Just seeing the difference that they make in my life, I want to be able to do that for another kid someday. So you think some of these coaches have really kind of gotten you on the right path? Oh, absolutely. It could be a whole different story right now, but I'm glad I'm here. Well, you know, and that's the fun thing. You've got a lot of family members here, and you've got a lot of people supporting you. Just how important is it to be able to play well in front of them? Man, it means everything. Like I said, my, my, my family is my everything, and making sure that I uh, – show the world uh, and represent my name well it, it means everything so doing my best to to play for my family and play with that chip on my shoulder to always do well it, it means the world all right so dj let's put the coaching hat on don't give me i don't, I don't want to hear the game plan per se but uh keys to the game what do you guys need to do to get a win against air force uh well we need to just stay disciplined on defense i'm gonna speak for defense honestly yeah yeah often, but uh just be disciplined on defense and never fall asleep and just play hard and physical and tough Mick, how about you? On the offensive side, what do you guys need uh, to do? We're just going to establish our pace uh, early on, right out the gate, and then give Jordan time to throw. Our running backs are going to do what they do, and then we're going to handle business. How, uh, you knew Gerald Bright was going to be good. Jalen Warren's come in. He's ran the ball really well. Uh, you take a lot of pride in that running game, don't you? Absolutely, man. Those guys comp- complement each other very well. And for each one to step up when we need them the most, it's just it's great, man. How important is uh, – You know, you had success last year. DJ, I'll start with you to carry that momentum into this season and and challenge for that conference title. Uh, It's definitely important. I mean, I wouldn't say it's pressure or anything like that because, I mean, this is what we want. We wanted this. We wanted this. So I wouldn't say it's pressure. But, I mean, it's very important because that's our goal. You know, we've been working at this since January. So that's that's the main thing we're doing is for to get the conference championship. And we're on the right path to that. And it starts this week. Well, gentlemen, it was a fun conversation. Thanks for joining us. Good luck on Saturday. And hopefully we catch up with you after afterwards about a W. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Thanks there you go. Mikkel Yafua as well as uh, DJ Williams right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Hey, quick reminder, next week's show will be actually on Wednesday beginning at 5 o'clock. Uh, and then, uh, then you've got basketball coming up at 7 o'clock right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Thanks for joining us. Back with you on Saturday for another late kickoff, 7 o'clock pre, 8.15 kickoff right here on Learfield IMG College. On the Aggie Sports Network, this has been the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Gary Anderson. Brought to you by Ford. Go further. Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Wingers. They're freaking amazing. And by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Driven by you.
The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.